All right, welcome to the 27th edition of the Sports Mashup. It is officially September, which really uh, means that football is about to begin. That's why when we start off with the NBA right here and right now, you're not going to hear a lot about it because there's not a lot happening. And uh, it's football season, really, so the main focus will be on that. Uh, the Cavs, as we start in the NBA, landed former Bulls lottery pick Lori Markkinen in a three-team deal. Larry Nance Jr. to Portland, Derek Jones Jr. to Chicago, and a 2022 Lottery-protected first-round pick to Chicago as well. It's a sign-and-trade. Markkinen signs a four-year, $67 million extension. Now, Markkinen was not working out in Chicago. I, I had high hopes. I loved him coming out of Arizona. Uh, hasn't worked out. Didn't fit there. Chicago's going in a different direction. Makes sense for them to move on. I think he'll be okay in Cleveland. I do think this is a lot of money, though. Yeah, and I was uh, Larry Nance Jr. has just been moved around since he left L.A., yeah, I don't, I don't know what kind of role he's going to have in Portland, but I don't expect it to be a, a, a big one at this point. And then I knew there was rumors that Markkinen was going to go to Dallas, which I wasn't a fan of to get him and Luca and Porzingis all together with Hardaway. Yeah, I think that would have been a good fit. Uh, Cleveland's just a place where he's going to play a lot, and they're not going to be very good, at least for now. Uh, you never know. They'd Taco Fall just agreed to a one-year deal with the Cavs. Sure, he'll uh, turn the whole thing around for him. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing in the, both of them. That's going to be a force if they're on the floor at the same time, even though Markkinen is more of a stretch four type, but watch out. And then uh, the last of the NBA, the Hawks and Capella reached a two-year $46 million extension. I mean, it makes sense. You know, uh, short-term deal. They already have a lot of young talent. We saw Trey Young get paid already. John Collins got paid, so young core. Capella's a walking double-double. Yeah, he's moved around as well. Rockets to Atlanta, and uh, he fits the mold there. I mean, he's a good five to have, rim protector type. He he gets like two, probably two-something or three blocks on average a game. Uh, Gets at least ten points and at least ten boards every game, so – it makes sense to uh, get the deal done. Uh, let's go to the NFL. We have a lot of things happening as we are uh, one week away from the 28th episode, which will be one where we predict the season and that all that and preview and make week one picks. But uh, Ravens second year running back J.K. Dobbins is out for the year with a torn ACL, so a big blow there. And the value and fantasy for Gus Edwards goes up with this uh, happening. Um, for sure. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are hating on Harbaugh for him playing in the last preseason game, but the Ravens are, are like the last team in the league with their starters playing minutes. So, I mean, it was a freak accident. He was on, he was on the field, and this was his ninth play of the game. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think we see it every year with somebody, and uh, hopefully he'll be back. Next season, uh, Patriots released Cam Newton, making Mac Jones a starter. I thought that there was a increasing chance that Mac Jones would end up being the starter, but uh, I don't know if I saw them releasing Cam. No, I thought they would still use him as a, uh, you know, need a, need a couple yards on a third down, bring him in to run a run pass option. Yeah, I mean. I think it's more of a system thing at this point. They kind of want um, 
you know, certain guys that are more pocket passers to yeah. uh, be in the in the room. And I don't know which – they have um, – I don't know what older quarterback they have, but they released him before this transaction so then they could sign him back to be the backup, and then they still have um, Stidham to be yeah. their third quarterback. Yeah, I like it though. Give Mac Jones a chance. He looked really, really good in preseason. He looked good enough to be ready to start. I don't know how good they'll be this year with him. You have to think their defense bounces back and they've added some more weapons on offense, but no, and this just shows that he was passed over by many teams who should have drafted him earlier. Yeah, I, I mean he's shown that he can do it. And obviously being a Nick Saban quarterback or a player from Alabama, we know the ties that Belichick and Saban have. So, and then uh, with, with the quarterbacks, he's still the Niners released Sudfield. They're only carrying two quarterbacks on their roster. Yeah. I kind of wonder what happens there. I think it's going to be, I think the bears uh, Garoppolo Lance situation is going to end up being similar to the Dalton field situation. In Chicago, I think Lance is going to get to play at some point. So we'll see. Uh, Packers Saints week one will be played at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville due to the hurricane. Ido uh, Saints may not play home game until week eight. So or home game in New Orleans, because I believe they start the year with two home games and five road games and assuming they'll play this home game in Jacksonville and their other home game, who knows where it could be. Could be Jacksonville, could be Dallas, but this is what it is, I guess. It had to be an NFL facility. It was supposed to be in Dallas, but there's a concert there that weekend, I guess. So safety, I guess, uh, would be the big thing with the concert there and the way that they – what they do to the stadium. I don't think you want a game being played there a day later. No. Uh, the Packers cut punter J.K. Scott, who they completely wasted a fifth-round pick on. He was not good. He just fell apart. I thought he'd be so much better than he ended up being. They used another pick, a sixth-round pick, to the to trade to the Rams for Corey Bohorquez. Bohorquez, I believe is how you say his name, and a seventh-round pick. So new punter. They need a new punter. It's important to have a good punter uh, unless the offense is good, like it was last year when Rodgers had more touchdowns than Scott had punts. But it's good to have a good punter when it's very cold. So I mean, and he J.K. Scott he's boomed the ball in college. He did it in the NFL too. He's just so inconsistent and not very accurate. Who's surprised it's still not back on an NFL roster is the Raiders' old punter, Marquette King. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to him. Like I don't think he had a bad year, or whatever. And then he signed, and he was on like the Rams or St. Louis's um, XFL team. Yeah. Yep. But I, I mean. I'm sure you could have signed him and not had to trade away the pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bohorquez wasn't going to get to play for the Rams because the Rams get something for him. The Packers were desperate, and I guess they really gave up on J.K. Scott, which I think was the right move to begin with. Now I prefer to not trade a pick to get a punter, but whatever. We'll see how it works. Uh, Vikings acquired tight end Chris Herndon uh, from the Jets, who's kind of been an underachiever. Uh, Irv Smith Jr. is going to miss some time to start the season for the Vikings. He's out for the rest of the season. Is he out for the rest of the season? Yeah. Well, then this makes sense because Chris Herndon's a guy that has potential. It hasn't been gotten because the I think big part of it is injuries and the Jets, you know, system changing so much and being, 
you know, so volatile over the last few years that that kind of hurt his career. Uh, And now who does that leave them to have a tight end? The Jets? Yeah. I think they drafted a younger guy. Um, Where'd Rudolph go? Giants. Let me see the Jets' depth chart here. Good question, because Zach Wilson is going to need a tight end. And then while he's doing that, you got uh, Jalen Hurts was named the starter for the Eagles. With with Gardner Minshew as the backup. So we'll see. And then don't they also have uh, the uh, Ravens' old quarterback? Flacco? Yeah. I think he was there. Uh, the Jets' tight ends are Tyler Croft and Travon Wesco. All right. So not ideal, you know. We'll see. Let me see the Eagles' depth chart here. Yeah, so are you sure Menchu's the backup? Or is he the third they, string? They traded for him, so. Well, I know that. But uh, I guess they... he's technically the third, even though I think if Hertz got hurt, I think Minshew would be a guy that they go to over Flacco. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it depends on how early it is. I mean, if it's early, Flacco knows the system. Hurts or meant you still got to learn everything. Yeah, that's true. And get some uh, time with the receivers. The Giants will retire Michael Strahan's number 92 on November 28th against the Eagles. So there you go. Well-deserved. Uh, the NFL top 100 list is fully complete. I have one problem with this. This is based off of last season, right? You cannot tell me that number one – Travis Kelsey should be ranked ahead of Devontae Adams. He's not a better player. Number two, Rodgers is 100% the number one quarterback from last year. Like, Mahomes is great. Rodgers was better last year. I don't understand why they do this. Like, Aaron Donald being the number one player, whatever, fine. You cannot have the MVP quarterback who significantly outplayed Mahomes in the last few weeks of the season behind Mahomes. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. And Josh Allen – Great season. I think there's guys in the 11 through 20 that probably should have been ranked ahead of him, but whatever. Yeah, seeing TJ Watt up there is kind of surprising. He's good, though, at least, you know. Oh, I'm not saying that, Just but seeing him in the top nine is. Yeah, I don't know. The whole list is weird every year, but whatever. Uh, let's do this this Lions thing before we go to the fantasy. Oh, veterans player Brashad Perriman was cut from the Lions on their 53-man roster, but agent says he's going to sign with the Bears. See if they can get another weapon in there. They have pretty much a solid one and two with Robinson and Mooney, I think. So Yeah, he's more of a slot guy. Mooney's fast, too, though. I wonder if he'll get some Yeah, but he's their time. deep threat. Yeah, that's true. And they, underutil- they always underutilize Allen Robinson, and you know this pisses me off that he's still even there and they keep giving him the franchise tag because you know he wants out of there. Yeah, well, I just go back to the fact that he had a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with the Packers, but he didn't. What an idiot. Uh, okay, my fantasy team real quick. Just run it down and uh, discuss for a moment before we get there, to – PPR or non-PPR? It is PPR. How many teams? Uh, Ten teams. We tried to get 12, couldn't get the get it done. I think you'll be able to tell oh, my team. You never good. asked me. Ten teams. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to be in multiple leagues. And then we would have had to get someone else after you. It would have been 12. It's a it's a whole big thing. But um, I think it's for the best of the podcast we're in separate leagues because it kind of, you know, there's diversity in terms of 22 total teams and it, uh, the results, you know. Uh, okay. So 
My quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Now, that's not because I'm a Packer fan. I wanted to take Herbert, and I was waiting to take Herbert, and he got taken in the round where I was going to take him. So couldn't get Herbert, got Rodgers, I'm fine with it, which I drafted Aaron Jones in the first round because Nick Chubb got taken right for my pick. So I ended up with the running back and quarterback on the same team, but I don't expect that to be too what, big of an issue. What uh, pick did you have out of Seven. And it was Seven. a snake draft? Yeah. Uh, my other running back is Josh Jacobs, who I believe I got in the fourth round. So we have um, the same quarterback and one of the same running backs. I think Josh Jacobs has kind of fallen off a little bit in terms of fantasy value. He used to be like a second-round lock, but whatever. Uh, C.D. Lamb I picked early. I got Julio Jones in the fifth round, which I think is a complete steal if he's healthy. I'm telling you, if he's healthy, he's going to produce. I don't trust that offense and throwing the ball. But it's not like I took him in the top three rounds. I mean, fifth no. round is, is pretty no, good. I just I don't know how, how he's going to do. Travis Kelsey, my tight end. Should put up some numbers. My flex as of right now, this could change for week one is Kareem Hunt, which I'm a little worried about how many touches and score, uh, how many times he's going to score with Nick Chubb there. Um, He gets more of the goal line carries. So my bench receivers are Chase Claypool, Robbie Anderson, McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman, I got in the second to last round. So I think that's a steal, him being the number two in Kansas City. Running backs, I have, uh, let's see. Philip Lindsay is the only running back on my bench because I have Hunt as my third. So Philip Lindsay, I got in the last round. And uh, we'll see if he can, you know, play better in Houston. We'll see. Uh, my backup tight end, Austin Hooper, who I was surprised to see late since he's going to be the number one for Cleveland. And then I yeah, got a. I, I don't like. I, he, when they traded for him last year, I thought they were going to use him more. And they barely threw the ball to him. I think I don't that'll know, Baker change. Baker Mayfield just doesn't like his tight end throwing to tight ends, or what? It'll change. It's gonna change. But I he threw it. all. He threw to Mark Andrews all the time in college. Just dropped something off my pen. Uh, my backup quarterback is Trevor Lawrence because I don't even. I, I'm only gonna use him once unless Rodgers gets hurt. So, last year my backup quarterback was Carson Wentz, who was terrible. So. Well, you never know either. You could get like Aaron Rodgers against a really good defense, and that That's week. True. Uh, Lawrence can be against like one of the worst teams in the league by that whatever week. It depends on the uh, it depends on the year that Rodgers is having because sometimes like last year he didn't have one like truly bad regular season game. Yeah, I'm just saying like if some team all of a sudden is like a standout defense, like the Niners when they have to play the Niners again, they always have trouble against them. And then like Trevor Lawrence is playing against. Like Houston. whatever defense at that point is horrible. Uh, my kicker is Robbie Gold, and my defense is New England because I trust Bill Belichick to get that defense back to a spot where they're good. Robbie Gold. Yeah, he seemed like he's gonna, you know, do his job. So we'll see. When you take him? Uh, second to last round or third to last waited. round? I waited for everything, kicker defense wise. Well, no, I just mean like you. I didn't know if you had a shot to get one of the top two and then Tucker. Or, um, Tucker's overrated. Uh, what is the cheese kicker? Uh, I, I, yeah, I have him. So there you go. You know, I feel pretty good about my team. They gave me a C on the report card, but I'm not worried about that. I, I got think. that too. Yeah, I don't think they know what they're doing. Like, I have a team with Travis. Uh, what, what, what is this on? Yahoo. Oh, okay. 
Somebody, the I think Barrows got an A minus on his team. That's the only one I, I got a yeah. grade. I want to see. I also got a trade uh, request already via text. That not on the on fantasy yet. They wanted to acquire Johnny Smith from me, who's my backup tight end, who I drafted in like the twelfth round. Or for what? Tenth round. Tenth round. Um, they want to give me Michael Pittman Jr. Because T.Y. Hilton, who I have, is hurt. Because he drafted Irv Smith. I would consider that. But he also drafted Pittman in the 14th round. So he's asking for my 10th. And that's also the round I that's also the round I took T.Y. Hilton was in the 14th. So you're offering me your 14th for my 10th. I think Pittman's better than a 14th round pick in fantasy. I think he's like a 12. I had him last year, and it was horrible. Well, his quarterback was Phillip Rivers. I mean, you need someone well, in there. Right now, playing. you don't know who 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 is who's his quarterback now. Well, I think Wentz is going to be ready, and I think Wentz with as Frank Reich as his coach and play caller, I think that's much better than um, – what Wentz has been in Philly since Frank Reich left. Yeah, but then I'm also having T.Y. and him. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I forgot. I already made a trade. I didn't. I remember. I didn't even draft Philip Lindsay. Um, I I remember. I panic. I panic drafted A.J. Dillon because I had like one second left and I was about to take a defense and I was like A.J. Dillon and then I just pressed it. And uh, yeah, I had to trade him. I traded him to John for Philip Lindsay, which that was like my. 11th round pick for his 15th round pick. But here's the thing. Uh, A.J. Dillon is so overrated in fantasy projections that – and also I can't have the two Packers running backs and the quarterback. It's just overkill. So I had to do well, it. Well, I mean, you could because what if – I mean, if Aaron it, Jones it, gets hurt, you already know you've got the guy. Yeah, it just becomes a whole big thing. I don't know. Aaron Jones probably will get hurt, but whatever. Uh, let's go to golf where well, we yeah. saw – Incredible playoff. Yeah, you had the BMW Championship uh, winner, Patrick Cantley, and I, uh, what was it, a four-hole playoff against the Shambo? Six holes, I believe. Uh, Six wins, holes felt like 18. Win, wins 1.7 million, shot 27 under. Yeah, they were tearing the course up uh, for sure, Caves Valley in Maryland, but DeShambo had about three or four putts within 10 feet to win the tournament and missed them all, so – Cantley was making huge putts. He made a couple of long putts to keep the playoff going. He made a long putt to have the playoff at all. Just an unreal win for him. And uh, now we're on to East Lake to finish the season. Yeah, tomorrow, starting the tour championship, uh, defending champion Dustin Johnson, the East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. Starting strokes. So, based on FedEx Cup points and standings, you'll have. It's the top 30 in the standings, so they'll start with a certain amount of strokes. You'll have Cantlay at 10 under to start, Finau at 8 under, DeChambeau at 7 under, Rom at 6 under, Cameron Smith at 5 under. Then you'll have uh, JT, Harris English, Abraham Answer, Jordan Spieth, Sam Burns at 4 under, Morikawa, Sung JM, Victor Hovland, Ustazen, and DJ at 3 under, Rory, Xander Shoffley, Jason Kotrak. Uh, Kevin Nod, Brooks Kepka at two under, Corey Connors, Hideki Matsuyama, Stuart Sink, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, one under. Then you have Derek uh, Daniel Berger, Eric Van Royen, Sergio Garcia, Billy Orschel, Patrick Reed at even. So we'll see. We'll make our picks later. This is, of course, I think this is a situation where 
we could see a guy who's at four under like JT or a guy like Spieth make a huge run and uh, win this thing. I don't know. We'll see. It should be very interesting to see how that goes down. But Yeah. And I, Atlanta's going to be busy. you got this going on in Atlanta. You've got uh, what football game was it we said was in Atlanta? Uh, the, oh, that's uh, Louisville Ole Miss. That's Monday. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have college football in the state of Georgia as well. Oh, Georgia, yeah, Georgia plays at home against Clemson. Yeah, a lot of lots going on there. I don't know how uh, where exactly Georgia's campus is, how far it is from Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm sure oh, Atlanta's I, airport and everything's going to be pretty busy. Yeah, the uh, this should be an interesting golf tournament. I'm excited to see how the season ends, and uh, then we go on really to the Ryder Cup in a few weeks from now, USA versus the Europeans. So that'll be something and we'll who, talk about. Who was it? Was it Spieth saying the other day that he doesn't care about a tour championship? He'd rather win a Ryder Cup? Somebody said that. I don't know if it was Spieth. But I would rather the USA win. Or was Ryder it Kepka? I don't know. I can't remember who said it. I know someone did. I don't remember who. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Major League Baseball. The Mets just can't get out of their own way. This this franchise is just unreal what's happened to them. Yeah, you um, had the thumbs down thing. They said yeah, the they were doing down. that to the fans. So the, stupid, the whole thing. Was the management so came out and said that they were going to find the players and they kept doing it. Then there was a rumor like five hours later that Baez could re-sign in Chicago. Yeah, he apologized to, to the fans. Lindor apologized as well. Now you have their GM uh, getting – DUI charges, or and he's not even like their GM. He's their stand-in GM because they fired the other one, correct? They fired the other one due to harassment. This one was a stand-in GM, pretty much. I don't know if his exact. I don't know if he was officially named the GM, but no, like because the headline there. says he's the. Uh, uh, where is it? He's done. That's pretty much all the acting GM. He's done. That's all this comes down to. He's gone. Um. Apparently, it was they, he went to a, an event at Steve Cohen's house or something, and then everyone said it ended at 9 p.m., but these charges came at 4 a.m., so what a mess. And then let's not forget that Carlos Beltran gets the job to be the manager there last year. Astros thing happens, gets fired, hire Luis Rojas. I mean, they're just going to have to do a complete reset of not only the team, because a lot of players are underperforming, but management and coaching. So, yeah. What a mess. I mean, the whole thing. They, they could change the owners. It doesn't matter. So uh, a player that was rumored to be signed by the Mets in the offseason before he ended up signing in uh, Washington, Brad Hand, who was traded to the Blue Jays at the deadline, just got DFA'd. He's been terrible. I never thought his stuff was that good to begin with, but he's gone uh, in terms of designation for assignment from the Blue Jays. So there's that. Uh, Red Sox have a COVID and outbreak. That's, I mean, exactly one month after they traded for him. Yeah, you don't see that very often. He's been bad. I guess so. Um, the Red Sox have a COVID outbreak. Six players have tested positive, including Xander Bogarts and Matt Barnes and a few others. So this could upend their season. I mean, they could end up in a spot where they don't get that second wild card. It looks like the Yankees will end up running away with the first, but then the second, who's going to get it? I think it could be Oakland. It could be Toronto could come out of nowhere. So tough, tough go for the Red Sox. Yeah. And then uh, you got the Rays are 18 and one against AL East since July 29th. The third team in the divisional era, 1969, to do this. The last thing to do it was the 2005 World Series winning White Sox. Yeah, I mean this is a crazy stat, but it's easy. I mean, 
I know the Orioles are a major league team, but they played a lot of games against the Orioles in this stretch. And they I think they went 17 and one or 18 and one against the Orioles themselves in the entire yeah. season. I mean, you can't the Orioles what started out like eight and two or something, and they won like six of those games against the Red Sox. And they swept the Red Sox to start the year. And like back to back Orioles record is now. Let's see what the Orioles record is right now. Wiley's looking at the White Sox put Anderson uh, on IL with a hamstring injury, and the Braves Albies fouled the ball off his knee, was carried off the field. Not great. The MLB's top current teams are the Rays at 84 and 48, the Giants at 84 and 48, and the Dodgers at 84 and 49. Pretty San, good. San Fran finally lost their, their spot atop the top three. Yeah, they are a half game ahead of the Dodgers. They've lost three in a row. And the worst team in the league is the Orioles at 41 and 90. So congrats to them. Yeah. All right, hockey stuff. Uh, real quick, a lot of extensions to discuss here. Uh, a couple of Central Division extensions, and we'll add the one at the end of this as well since there's another Central Division extension. Uh, Chicago, Connor Murphy, defenseman, solid player, four years, $4.4 million Annual average value, they're really trying to reshape that defense. You look at guys that they brought in, Jake McCabe, a solid player from Buffalo, as well as Seth Jones from Columbus. Nashville uh, re-signing Ely Tolvanen to a three-year, $1.45 million annual average value deal. And the Blues just re-signed Colton Breco to an eight-year, $52 million extension, 6.5 mil per year, starts in 2022-2023. That deal is going to look terrible unless he returns to what he was a couple of years ago. Um, he's really gotten screwed up by back injuries and other issues over the last couple of seasons. If he doesn't return to that, this contract could be very troublesome. Yeah, yeah that's a long extension for all the issues he's had. Yeah, 19.5 mil between three defensemen, uh, Pareko, Krug, and Falk over the next like six years. So You could send Krug back to Boston. I wouldn't hate that for the wrong price. I mean, I like Tory Krug, and I think he had a pretty good season, but, you know. He doesn't fit us as well as he probably fits Boston, but whatever. Um, a little bit of a shocker. Uh, Carolina giving Habs forward Jesperi Kakanyemi a one-year $6.1 million offer sheet, a $20 signing bonus on this, mm-hmm. which is trolling Montreal because Montreal gave Kane star Sebastian Ajo an offer sheet last year. Ajo wears number 20, so they're messing with them. And then the quote from uh, – Kane's GM Don Waddell was the exact quote that uh, Canadians GM Mark Bergevin gave after that offer sheet. Something like, uh, "Yes, Barry wants to come to Carolina. We gave him an offer sheet. He signed it. He's excited about our young core." Last year, Bergevin said, "Aho wants to come to Montreal. He signed it. Uh, he's excited about our young core." So Carolina just messing with them. I don't even know if Montreal is going to match this. They might just let him go. Really, a $20 signing bonus? Yep, $20 signing bonus. Because Ajo wears number 20. So, boom. And they're messing with them. Uh, Unknown whether Montreal will match. Who knows? Uh, They're exploring the center market outside of Kakanyemi, who really had an up and down season. He's got a ton of upside, but I don't know what kind of player he's going to be. They might, the the Habs might look into trading for Coyotes center Christian Dvorak if they let Kakanyemi go. Um, here are some RFAs that could maybe get offer sheets in the next month if they don't reach a new deal with their teams. Uh, you have Elias Patterson from the Canucks, Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson from the Sins, Nolan Patrick from the Vegas Golden Knights, Kyler Yamamoto 
uh, from the Oilers, Rasmus Dahlin from the Sabres, Philip Pronick from the Red Wings. Then I put Sorokin on here, but Sorokin just signed an extension with the Islanders. You can cross him out. Uh, also, Zach Parisi signed with the Islanders. Uh, Paul Mary re-signed with the Islanders, and Sezik is re-signed. So they announced some contracts there. And has there been any progress on that dude from Minnesota? Kaprizov, I know that they're talking still. So it's. I think it's going to get done. I think the KHL thing was kind of a bluff because they set a quote-unquote deadline for negotiations with the Wild, but that deadline was like a week ago, and they're still talking. So I expect that to get done. Uh, it's now all but confirmed that the NHL players will attend the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. Uh, so there is that Olympic break in the schedule will happen. I don't know how this will affect teams and playoff runs and injuries and such. Hopefully it doesn't have too much of an effect. But I did see a stupid article that said something about the Canadian team with stars Connor McDavid should watch out for the China juggernaut hockey team or something. The score could be a hundred nothing or something. Like mm. China has a juggernaut hockey team. I guarantee you, if Canada plays China, there's, in the there's Olympics, a hidden, a hidden China league that no one knows about. I mean, that's what they make it sound like. They act like this is like the Russian team that the U.S. beat in '79. I mean, the I Canada would beat. China 15 nothing, maybe 20, and the U.S. would almost do the same. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, college football. I like how Illinois. this is the only game you talk about. Illinois, the first – well, the other games were like blowouts. I'm saying this because last week you're like, Illinois is not my team. Oregon's my team. Oregon is my team, but I have a soft spot for Illinois being the basketball uh, – Illini basketball guy that I am. But, hey, they beat them 30-22. to Nebraska minus seven. Doesn't happen. They become the first team to get a win in the college football season, and now they're going to ruin it by losing to the University this of Texas was, San Antonio. This was the first game. Yeah. Are you sure? College football on Fox Twitter tweeted that Illinois is the first team to win this year. Okay. Taking their word for it, the Bielma era one and zero. They're going to be one and one when they lose to UTSA this weekend, but that's besides the point. So this week's slate is absolutely loaded. I don't think there's that much to talk about right now since we're making our picks at the end. But, I mean, there's some really – I'm surprised at how many tremendous matchups there are. Alabama-Miami is a game that's going to get hyped up, and then Alabama's going to win like 38-10. to, to 10, But whatever. Clemson-Georgia is going to be a great game. Going to really uh, give us a measurement of how the SEC at the top looks at the beginning of the year. Is anybody going to be able to catch Alabama? We'll yeah, see. And then you got what, LSU at UCLA – That'll be an interesting game. Uh, see how LSU's offense is. That has Louisiana covering and maybe winning written all over it, both ranked teams. Because that's what, 21 versus 23 or 24? Yeah, Texas minus eight. I would stay so far away from Texas minus eight. I mean, so far away. If we've learned anything from Texas football in the last decade, it's that they are not as good as they are supposed to be ever. So, all right, let's do the picks because we can uh, talk about the college football then. And last week – Got a little bit more with the college football uh, added to the games. I went a total of five and three, uh, three and two in Major League Baseball, two and one in college football. I got uh, UCLA destroyed Hawaii, so I got the cover there. UConn got destroyed by Fresno State, lost that one. And then the other one was uh, like UTEP. And New Mexico State. Yeah, UTEP covered. I believe I picked them. So two and one there, three and two in Major League Baseball. Uh, JT, Cameron Smith, Victor Hovland were tied for 22nd, 34th, and 17th. Kepka had him finishing top five. He finished tied for 22nd. Speed to finish top 10. He finished tied for 34th. So not great in the golf, but I hope I can hit one this week. 
Yeah, I had uh, I was two and three in uh, NCAA football. Uh, we had switch games. I had the Fresno State covering, but then I had Hawaii plus eighteen, uh, and UCLA decided to blow them out. Uh, I went five and four total. I was two and three in baseball, but I got one in golf. I had Louis. Uh, it was tied for 38th, speed tied for 34th. I had Bryson to win, but he finished second. I had JT to finish um, top five. He was tied 22nd. And then I did have Dustin Johnson top 10. He tied for six. It was a quiet tie for six, too. Not a lot of people were talking about DJ. He was just raining putts in yeah, on he, Sunday. He shot five under, two under, seven under, six under. So it was day two. If he just would have had a better day two, he would have been in the mix. Yeah. I mean, he shot 20 sure. under. Yep, Any other tournament, I... you shoot 20 under. Yeah, and here's the point of the, the thing that proves that. I think that was the first time Sergio had ever shot 20 under at a 72-hole tournament. Was on Sunday. He shot 20 under. I went five and four. I'm now sitting at 84 and 74. I'm 85 and 68. So I'm making my games, even though Ethan had all those rainouts and postponed games that didn't count. I'm making my comeback. This week could be a swing because there's a lot of things happening. We got a total of 15 games that are guaranteed to count, and then the golf, five others that could count. So yeah, we'll start. I got Tour championship. Uh, uh, I have Patrick Cantlay at plus 380, John Rahm at plus 380, and Colin Morikawa at plus 3,700 to win. I have Dustin Johnson at plus 280 to finish top five. And somehow I got Dust, or Justin Thomas at minus 135 to finish in the top 10. But, I mean, I guess there are only 30 golfers. Yeah, and JT starting out in the uh, number six spot in terms of strokes, so – Okay, uh, I'll, I have Rom plus three fifty to win. He's always the favorite. He's always up there. I expect it to be that way. Uh, DJ plus twenty two hundred to win, and Spieth plus twenty two hundred to win. I could see Spieth or DJ coming out of nowhere and getting another tour championship for themselves. Um, Cantlay to finish top five minus one forty. I think that's almost a lock unless he just plays horribly. Uh, Kepka to finish top ten plus one eighty. I think that whenever the moments are large, he kind of wakes up for it, and I think he'll have a good week. It should be interesting. Let's do Major League Baseball. Then we'll do the college football. Uh, five games for baseball tomorrow. Yeah, I got Oakland uh, minus 170 over Detroit. Uh, Tampa minus 150 over Boston. I got the Pirates plus 100 over the Cubs. Indians minus 120 over Kansas City. And the Rockies plus 120 over the Braves. All right, I have the Rays minus 150 against the Red Sox, the Brewers plus 135 against the Giants, the A's minus 170 against the Tigers, the Royals plus 100 against the Indians, and then the Braves minus 140 against the Rockies. So you're now we go. on how, three of these games? We both had the A's, I know that. Or two, you're just against me in the Indians and Rockies game? Looks that way. Uh, now we go to college football, and let's do – the primetime games first since we have the same ones. Yeah, uh, so we're picking now we got one game each from the top five, the power five conferences. And then we pick two 
random games, and then we have three primetime games. Yeah, let's do the primetime first, and we'll make both of our picks since it's the same game. We'll start Clemson and Georgia. Clemson, three-point favorite. I got Georgia plus three. I like Clemson minus three. I think uh, new quarterback there, DJ Uyangalele, is going to have a good season. Give me the Tigers to roll. Uh, not roll, but cover the three, maybe win by six or seven. I don't know. Playing at Georgia, I think Clemson's overrated. Go dogs. I can see it going either way. Uh, Florida State, Notre Dame, Sunday game. Yeah, Florida this is State Florida is State. Uh, Notre Dame's seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I got Notre Dame minus seven-and-a-half, even though they're going into Florida State. But it's not – and it's not like they're going into new territory. I uh, I think Notre Dame's overrated, and I'll take Florida State to at least cover the number. I think they can cover. I don't know if they'll win, but they can cover. At least Florida State has, like, competent coaching now. Jimbo Fisher is better than what they've had. So that's good. Uh, Ole Miss and Louisville is a Monday game. Ole Miss, 10-point favorite. Wait, Jimbo Fisher? He's, a, he's at uh, Florida State, isn't he? I thought he's he Texas A&M, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he left. <laughs> it's uh, Norvell. Sorry, they have competent coaching in Norvell. You want to change your State. pick now? <laughs> no, no. Norvell is better than Willie Taggart, who's an absolute fraud. Don't even get me started oh. on him. Did Jimbo Fisher leave Florida State to go to Texas A&M? Because I thought it was the other way around. It was the way you, you just said he left Florida State. Not a great look for me, but I recovered Norvell. I know who the coach is. I didn't even look that up. I just I knew they had better coaching than Willie Tiger, who's an absolute fraud and moron. But Louisville, Ole Miss, Ole Miss minus 10 Monday. Who are you taking? I got Ole Miss minus 10. All right. I, I do as well. Because I don't know who what Louisville has. They suck. That's what these teams are unranked. I'll take the SEC team over the ACC team any day of the week. Okay. Your ACC pick. Uh, I got North Carolina at Virginia Tech, uh, UNC minus five and a half. That is also my pick, North Carolina minus five and a half. Uh, Big Ten. Uh, I got the Penn State at Wisconsin game. I have Penn State plus five and a half. Homer, uh, Iowa minus uh, three hey, and a half. I'm not saying Penn State's going to win. I just think if they lose, it's only going to be by three. I think this is going to be a really good game. It. I can see it. Uh, Iowa minus three and a half against Indiana for me. Big 12. I uh, got Louisiana at Texas. I uh, got Texas minus eight. Uh, I took Texas Tech minus two and a half against Houston in the Big 12. Uh, let's do SEC. Uh, I got LSU at UCLA, LSU minus three. I'll also take LSU minus three for the SEC pick. Uh, Pac 12. I got BYU at Arizona. This is the Vegas kickoff classic. Uh, Zona. Plus 12 and a half. I like that pick. Uh, like I'm Zach just, Wilson's gone. New quarterback yeah. in for BYU. I wanted to I wanted to not lay a lot of points or give a lot of points in most of these games, but I will take my Oregon Ducks minus 20 and a half against Fresno State, who just destroyed UConn. They're going to be coming off of a high, and they're going to lose by 25. So. And where's this game? Is it at Oregon? Yes, I believe so. Okay, two random games. Um, I have Alabama at Miami, Bama minus 19 and a half. What's your second one? Indiana at Iowa, Indiana plus three. 
I have Louisiana covering the plus eight against Texas, and then I have Michigan minus 17 against Western Michigan. It's about time that a Michigan team is actually like coming out of the gates winning games by a lot they're supposed Western to win. Western Michigan always has that like sneaky game at some point in the year. Could happen. We'll see. I might get burned it's, on was that it, It's either them or Central Michigan always have one like upset game or Eastern against Michigan, Michigan or Michigan State. Eastern Michigan pummeling Illinois a couple years ago. That was pretty bad for Illinois. So, all right. Well, lots to lots to be figured out this weekend in terms of picks. We'll have even more next week uh, as yes. we preview so the NFL that, season. That was 20 picks. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to cover next week. So we'll see you next week for the 28th edition NFL preview coming next week for number 28. And we'll see you next Wednesday.